Hello and welcome to another episode of Historic Hindsight. I'm John, that's Tom, and today we're going to talk to you about glory holes. That's right, Johnny. Well, the movie Glory, uh, I don't think it has a lot to do with... uh... No, you said because I <laughs> you said thing. this was a review, and so I I went on the internet <laughs> and I did a search and <laughs> you touched glory, and this is what you got. Well, we're going to be talking about I mean, two. This doesn't very seem like history. <laughs> it was we shocking. Actually talking, we were actually talking about the the movie Glory, the the, mm. the late eighties, early nineties oh. piece of piece of beautiful cinematography, and um, and there's going to be spoilers in it because the movie's fucking 40 years old so get over if, if you've if you not seen, seen it yet. yeah you're not gonna probably and uh and on top of that uh, we i'm gonna rip on it a little bit because oh, uh, I, I like the movie i enjoyed I it i like the movie but i'm gonna rip on it a little bit okay well i'm coming at it from uh just dummy no historical perspective or knowledge context uh and i i thought it did a, a interesting job of kind of showing what life was and there, how the battles were, yeah, but yeah. I don't. How accurate is any of that? I yeah. guess I, yeah. it, it seemed accurate. It does. Yeah, there are definitely things it does well. There are aspects about it that I really enjoy, but there are some things that I get annoyed with. So okay. Um, so I, I'll get in with my some of my annoyance. So right off the bat, the movie opens up. It's got this nice little camp scene. It takes place right before the Battle of Antietam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, so you get these Union soldiers in camp, and it's nothing but. Wall tent, wall tent, a frame, a frame, wall tent, wall tent. Right. Guys, you know, cooking over these massive stoves and playing baseball in the corner because yeah, they set up camp, any, right? Yeah, yeah. Any Civil War movie needs baseball because, as we know, the baseball was invented in the Civil War by uh, by General Doubleday, which it wasn't. Worst thing to come it out was of the Civil way War. before, yeah, way before the Civil War was invented, and it was D- D- Doubleday had nothing to do with Doubleday himself was like, I don't, I don't, I don't even played baseball. What is baseball? And it's the most laziest, lamest version of baseball too, where they're like. Underhanded oh, softball yeah, yeah. and crap. It's just so no. It, it's it's work league softball is what it is. It's it's work league <laughs> softball. Yeah, uh, but uh, but the problem with this camp scene is, and they do it with almost every Civil War movie that you're going to see yeah. because Civil War movies we haven't had one really made in a long time because it would be a big budget thing to do nowadays. What they did back in the day is they used reenactors. And reenactors, yeah. you know, it's more comfortable to sleep in an A-frame tent or a wall tent than it is to sleep in a dog tent, which is what they would have had. And if so what's a dog tent? All. It would have been a dog tent. It's this little, tiny little pup tent which fits two people, and it doesn't fit two people. So, but yeah. it fits two yeah, people, right, right. Okay. and it's very, very tall, small small the ground. And there would have so been it's like 18, 24 inches like, on the line or like above the yeah, ground, yeah. So like a couple feet, and then then Yeah, it's, it, no, that's no, it. Yeah, yeah, the dog tent – no, the dog tent is like – not even, like you have enough room to crawl into the tent. Yeah. Okay. Think of those small like. Well, small, I'm pretty wide, like, Tommy. So. Well, think of the small backpacker that you yeah, hold yeah. on your back that's literally just just tall enough for you to like right. it's slide in. Like, only a protection bag. from the rain. That's it. It has one. And job that's to what do. the infantry. Yeah, yeah. That's what the infantry tent should look like. It should just be a field of little tiny tents and a bunch of guys just laying on the ground because tents are heavy and I didn't want. I didn't feel like carrying my tent. Like they got to carry yeah. it on their back, right? So, yeah. I don't feel like and I'm so instead, the uh, the assumption is that everybody was carrying around all these A frames while they did their marching and, and everything, like, and that was yeah, less they got, likely. They got Th- those they existed, got desks, but were they just in more permanent? They were camps? for yeah, the yeah they were in more permanent or, camps. So, so like later when we get into the training, and uh, and they're you know they're in they're in the fort training. They're set uh, up in their fort. Those, that's they're set up in A frames, and that's fine. Like they would have had those. And they did a good job of showing six guys to a tent, which was also yeah. appropriate for a tent that size. 
I mean, it was what they used. It wasn't appropriate because, good God, it's... Yeah, I understand (laughs) that it's a really stupid point to pick on it, but I'm going to pick on it because, like, there's no... It's just, again, it's that authenticity of what the Civil War is actually like, what what a field campaign was actually like. It just is not... It's not an appropriate depiction of it. Okay. Uh, Then, of course, we get our, our, uh, you know... The battle itself, you know, Antietam's battle itself, and this is just a, p- a pick on, on Civil War movies I have, there's no good movie that shows an accurate depiction of what the combat was like and how many people were actually getting shot at any given moment and and, uh, and how bloody and gory it actually was. Glory gets close to it with that whole I mean, scene of the guy, like, walking into it, and he goes, for God's sakes, men, move! And his head explodes. Like, that yeah. was close. Like, yeah. I'll give it. That was close. That was pretty good for 1980. I was, I was, and it also taught me... If I've ever watched any any war movie, watch any war movie. The dude that says, "For God's sakes, blank, 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 gonna die." Is don't that, stand is that next a trope? I'm not. Don't say. So yeah, don't that's say like for the God's sheriff. He's gonna go. uh, my you know my last day or whatever, and I retire tomorrow. So it's yeah, that. he's gonna die. So in a, in, a, in a military movie, I I swear, if somebody says, "For God's for sakes, God's they're, sakes. They're dead. <laughs> They're dead. It happens in Glory. It happens in Gettysburg. It happens in uh, in, uh, in, in that, that that Spanish American War movie. I can't remember the name of it. I think it even happens in in freaking Saving Private. It happens everywhere. Anyway, okay, say for yeah. God's sake. All right. So don't say that. Out. Another another movie quote to put on the list of things not to say. But it just does a horrible job of like showing how bloody and violent the war actually was. You get these cannon rounds going off, and you get people flying through the air. But like, oh, they're fine. can it's we like, talk oh, okay. about that? Uh, my goodness, uh, what, what kind of explosion bubble do these cannons have? Because it seems like they hit, uh, and then somebody 12 feet away would launch 30 feet in the air and do three flips and tumble to the ground. Like what? And not be exploded into the bit. No, 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 no. Yeah. Just totally fine. They just, they just got ups all of a sudden. It's like, it's like. It's, the physics does mean nothing to them at this point. No, it doesn't. Like if, that, no. if that round did that damage, which I'm not saying they didn't, but if that round did that damage, that person isn't going to get vaulted in the air in a single piece. That person no, is going to get vaulted is, in the air yeah, in pieces. Yeah, things are blowing apart at that point if it's able to launch a human body at that velocity from that distance. And you get it. It's like it's like the standard trope that happened in these Civil War movies in the late 80s, early 90s. It's like, just, well, we got to show a cannon round going off and people oh, yeah. launching 20 feet into the air. Yeah. Without any like the uniforms pristine and blue and not ter- now see my my whole thing is I don't understand how casualty rates weren't near a hundred percent in these battles because what a unbelievably stupid way to fight when they're all just sitting there lined up in the woods and they they just march up within yeah, the, the thirty end, yeah, yards twenty five yeah. yards yeah we'll get to that later I guess but what well no no we'll talk about that because we're talking about battles so that one really the, the Antietam was Antietam started off on it was bad but it wasn't that bad when you get to the first actual engagement of the uh, of the, the colored Massachusetts yeah. when they're in the in the woods they're literally point blank they're thirty yards away from oh. each other volleys are going off and you get the one guy going ah! yeah one guy gets shot in the eye. Uh, occasionally After somebody gets shot in the chest and it's like no i don't care how inaccurate those guns were from that the, distance by the way by you the had way, to get a no, general no. direction for a line of people 500 yards johnny this gun yeah, is capable and they, of accurately hitting a target 500 yards they're 50 feet from each other they're a first down like a long first down away from killing each other and they can't hit each no, other no i could hit something a line that's basically all you have to do is aim between zero feet and six feet. 
You're in hit it. any area. <laughs> and there's, you know, hundreds of these we guns going miss. off and but they're not that, dying. And I blame that on reenactors because they use a lot of reenactors as extras in the movie. They use a lot of reenactors as, as, as like advice or whatever. And every time you go to a reenactment, which I'm a reenactor, but it always, I don't like the battles for this specific reason. You get people that are 10 feet away from each other shooting all day at each other and like two dudes die. It is yeah. horribly unrealistic as, as to what that combat was actually like. It's the kid in the neighborhood who were. The kid in the neighborhood would never lose the pretend fights you were doing or the pretend things you were when you were pretending. Like he always had to win, and oh, you never hit him or whatever when you're playing, you know, flashlight tag or whatever. Like it's a bunch like, of I those want, guys reenacting, being like, "No, you missed me." From you know, I want the volley feet. where like half the people. Which by the way, we did this in one in one reenactment uh, uh, at Hartford City in Indiana decade decade ago. We all came up before the battle. We all agreed like when there's a confederate volley at us the lieutenant was going to say they're aiming at us boys and we were all just going to fucking drop and we did and so that was the best it was a great because you see yeah, the confederate that's the other what's side, gonna like, happen what oh my god they all died and they start cheering you're like well we did it because that's what would have happened if you're shooting at each other 10 feet away yeah like you're all gonna die also as uh, we've talked well, about before uh the nor in that battle they turned them back and they started running and then they just stood there and didn't pursue and then oh, let the second and then, wave and come the stupid, and and then the bayonet like, fighting which is just the most overrated we did the bayonet was the most useless piece of junk during the civil war actually no all of them became immediate martial arts experts and were able to use a ranged weapon with expertise because of a single drill that they did like the bayonet is just a stupid, but we always have to have that bayonet fight. I'm not saying bayonets weren't used in the Civil War. There were very few occasions where there were bayonet charges. Very few. But not every, every Civil War movie, no, it you was watch, every fight. There's right? like guys every battle. Like, yeah, jab you, each other with them. They get close enough or whatever, or they run out of ammo, and then they charge, and you Which go in with your bayonets. Right? It happen. It didn't happen. It's awful. It didn't happen. So we've we jumped into randomly already starting complaining about certain aspects about the movie. If you have not seen the movie, the movie is about the 54th Massachusetts, which was the first uh, colored troops. You know, I'm using the term color because that's what they use at the time. But yeah, African-Americans that were allowed to fight, <laughs> allowed to fight for the, uh, well, for the Fer- Union soldiers. Ferris Bueller leads them. Ferris Bueller does lead them. God is in the in troops. Movie, yeah, we'll we'll talk, we'll talk about this because uh, the cast in this movie is like you could not today put together like this movie oh, would be impossibly expensive to just the, you've got Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, Ferris Bueller, whatever his name is. Uh, 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 yeah, God, what is his name? All right, so Anyways, I, I got Ferris it up Bueller, for you. I have uh, it Princess up for you. you. I have it up for you. Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington, Broderick. Carrie uh, Elwes, El, uh, that, the Princess that, Bride, Princess Bride, uh, okay, Morgan yeah. Freeman. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it goes on, but I've started recognizing. Yeah, but the, but those guys them, themselves, those alone, Morgan Freeman would be like 20 million alone to put in the movie. Oh, and Denzel Washington, Denzel Washington would be 20 million and, yeah, alone Matthew to put in the movie. Broderick. Matthew Broderick wouldn't but be as much to Matt, me, but, but Matthew Broderick's leading the way in a very uh, shucks type capacity. I wrote down like he is very timid, uh, and this is yeah. what, this is what I like. I like that uh, he he just got put in charge. Like until the very because end, because of who his mommy and daddy do. Yeah, and that was the entire Civil War, <laughs> which is which is ho- perfect. Yeah, that is. What, I love that That's part about it. Yeah, uh, and the yeah, he he was not decisive until he decided like, oh well, 
I'm already going to die, I guess. And so we'll go ahead and lead the charge into like my colored troops will lead the charge into the uh, battle at the end, wherever they were. Uh, until then, aspects. it was very much like he was being told what like, oh, you're doing this now. He's like, OK, uh, I guess I'll try. I do like he, he does have some like odd juxtapositions in this character. Like there's yeah. a lot of aw shucks. Typically speaking, when it comes to other white people, it's a lot of aw shucks. Yeah. Uh, and then when it comes to his uh, his 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 soldiers, there's aw shucks when it's his weird friend Thomas, who's yeah, like Thomas, who or God, Thomas, I wrote down. Was, he was like the first person. Snowflake. Yeah, he was the first person to volunteer. I wrote down like uh, I I don't want that guy. Don't want that guy. No, thank you. Like what? What are you gonna do for me? He's the most timid. Although the best, the best scene is like when you're introduced to Thomas and you're introduced to uh, to to Captain Shaw at this point. Uh huh. You, you know, Captain Shaw comes up and you got Thomas. Who they've been, they were friends from from a young childhood, and uh, and Tom, oh, Captain Shaw was so impressed when I heard. And then Captain Shaw says the best line of the movie. Uh, well, they had to promote me. There's nobody left. <laughs> Everybody else died. It's the most black, dark joke in the movie. It is and true. It. It's probably not supposed to be a joke, but I love it because that's exactly what happens. It's like nobody oh, wanted weird. the positions they were in in the Civil War. None of the leadership wanted to be there. It was people that were promoted and told to do things, and they're just, and unqualified, never done things like it. But they were out of options, and they needed some bodies. And so it's just all of these reluctant people who then have to assume a role. And then they're torn in this weird sort of, okay, this is the role I'm supposed to inhabit and do, and this is how I actually feel about the situation. And it's this, you know, because of how regimented and, and everything the military is and was, they, like, it, it, Shaw has this struggle throughout the entire movie where he he feels like this is what a general does or this is whatever, but... It's hard for him because he know Which, like he's empathetic to whatever the the cause or situation. I guess that's what is. makes. I guess that's what makes Broderick's performance of Shaw a little bit better. Like I was kind. Of I thought it was excellent. It like he's he's. I was started kind of critiquing him like he's all over the place. But then again, it he's, does make sense because he is all over the place with with yeah. Thomas. He's he's got this 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 conflict where that's his personal friend. But he can't but, show uh, he can't show any sort of favoritism as a leader. But he does. General. But he does. But, but he does. Well, right. He but he's on, still having that struggle, even though he does do it. Like he's still there. You can see that internal struggle. And then later he gets hard on some of the other guys. Uh, there, there's some great scenes. We'll, we'll get, we'll, we'll start off with this whole training. We'll, we'll, we'll walk up there. I don't All know right, how your the notes training. are ordered, but I kind of, I kind of ordered my notes as like as you watch the movie. So, um, so you get Colonel Shaw that uh, you know he starts off. He didn't want the job. Gets the job. Then he gets in this meeting where they're talking about raising these, you know, this this unit of colored soldiers, uh, and they're raising this unit of colored soldiers because the Emancipation Proclamation, Johnny, it gets announced, and of course we have to ah, make reference to the Emancipation yes. Proclamation in the Civil War movie because it's a Civil War movie, so you always have to make reference to Emancipation Proclamation. It's the most so important piece of it. literature in the history of the entire world, yeah. Tommy. So they make reference to it uh, during the Battle of Antietam while while Captain Shaw's uh, got his little scratch on his neck. Which, oh, by the way, coward. Nick. I would oh. hate. Hate to be under this guy. You get Morgan Freeman gets introduced because he's the grave digger who comes up and pokes Matthew Shaw, who's sleeping yeah, on the yeah. battlefield no, after no, getting no, a no, scratch no, no, no. on his neck. Tommy, he passed out from the trauma of getting a getting piece a scratch of shrapnel scratching his neck. Slightly grazing his Just neck. Just a grazing nick. His neck. 
Oh, uh, that but that scene then, where he's uh, uh, getting it worked on and stitched up, and there's the guy in the background, the comically just like getting his legs sawed ah, off, screaming, leg. and then ah. you know they you you know they filmed this with a guy behind the curtain with a ketchup bottle, just like oh yeah, ketchup. <laughs> on the... <laughs> oh, that was because you was have great. to have that. Uh, they went on so long. Every yeah, every reenactment, every Civil War movie has to have the amputation scene because amputations were everywhere, which they were. Which but also, as we have, have talked have about it. in our drugs episode uh, more recently, uh, morphine was a morphine. thing. Like, yeah, quit, quit pretending that they weren't getting any sort of uh, pain of treatment. They had yeah. Bite down the stick. No, there was there was definitely morphine. Soldiers got definitely addicted to morphine during the Civil War. But while he's getting worked on by the surgeon, this random surgeon's like, "Well, I hear Lincoln's gonna issue this Emancipation Proclamation to free all the slaves. Well, at least the slaves in the Confederacy." Very well you know, educated. Hit the, the key yeah. point, well uh, which is which is great because that 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 happened four days four days before the Emancipation Proclamation was announced. So this guy is really he must be Lincoln's best friend because like he could be are, an insider. You are, like, you are in. <laughs> he's a spy. Like just, I feel like this key, is this is your jealousy as a lieutenant coming up because you weren't given the information first. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're you're, maybe you're just being I, jealous yeah, here. Yeah, that could be it. But then of course he goes to his little dinner party. He meets Thomas. They all do their their little like, oh, Captain Charles, I'm so impressed. You know, yeah. Whatever. And then you meet you meet Princess Bride, who's just this drunken second lieutenant. See, like, I know, thought it was Hooker yeah, for a second. Yeah. I I did. I thought it was when well, he came out all drunk. I'm like, oh, is that Hooker? I hope so. Uh, it wasn't. It's not, not Hooker. It's not Hooker. Uh, it's, 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 it's who becomes Major Forbes, but at this point, he's just Second Lieutenant Forbes. Yeah. yeah. And he's drunk, and he's also been, you know, friends with with Captain Shaw, so of course, obviously, he gets his rank because I'm best friends with him. I mean, that's how everything worked. It's it's not what you know, it's who you know, and that's been true since and you, the beginning you of know, humanity. Yes. Yeah, and, and so Captain Shaw has to meet Frederick Douglass through his daddy, and they're like, "We're gonna get a color regiment together," and they're like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Yeah, and, and then that this and, is when then, this is when the proper guy, uh, what Thomas uh, Princess Bride, yeah, no, 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 he's no, like, no, "I'll no. be your first enlist." Yeah, the yeah the the proper yeah the uh, Thomas yeah 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 he's not a slave. he was never he was a freeman Johnny I, I oh, right. too, no 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 no, no yeah yeah he was a freed but he was basically like he, he was he a was freed their freed butler, right. <laughs> <laughs> like he got so he got paid not any better he oh he got paid yeah, well, like it, probably better probably less mistreatment well, he, i would imagine maybe maybe get paid enough to actually live though <laughs> i don't know oh well <laughs> what is it you get a living wage that i mean that still <laughs> doesn't matter are you getting yeah. paid that's all that matters pull yourself up by your bootstraps pal uh, yeah, where he says I've been a list, but you get you get Major Forbes comes Major Forbes, Princess Bride, who's like, uh, why the hell would you want to lead that regiment? <laughs> Love it because he's like, I don't want to do. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, and well, then, I guess well, I'll come with you. Yeah, and then Bueller's like, oh well, you're coming with me. He's like, what? I don't know. I don't want it. But he's like, no, you are. Wanna, it's don't fine. Know. Don't worry about it. No one wants anything, <laughs> but they get it. <laughs> And then you get the, but, and then of course with this scene, like the Antietam scene, like every other scene before, this has got to be like an 80s, 90s trope. And it drives me nuts. I have this in all caps in my notes. What the hell is with the damn never ending theme music behind every scene? Oh, like you're supposed cinem- to feel the something. The movie opens music. with this stupid score. The battle scene, score. Thomas, I'll enlist, score. 
Tons. Every scene in this damn movie, no. there's a music score behind it telling me how I should feel. The general public can't be trusted to feel for themselves. They have to be told. Because, this, because, this scene's happy, and hear me out. Happy music. Okay, hear me out. Uh, they had to do this because there's still a whole lot of dirty, dirty rebels that wouldn't understand when they were supposed to be sad and when they were supposed to be happy because of, you know, what was going on in the movie. And so they had to be like, no, this is not good. And so here's dramatic, sad music. This is not a sure. celebration of the beating of these slaves, sure. former slaves, whatever. Oh, this we is, yeah. we're just, it's fine. Like, it's bad. Um, so I'm glad you bring that up. Uh, there are there are three big Civil War movies that people talk about. Gods and Generals, uh, Gettysburg, and, and, and then Glory. Glory by far is the best of the Am three. Am I going to have to watch the other ones? No, well, maybe eventually Gettysburg, but uh, I'm not going to have you watch Gods and Generals because okay. it's Confederate propaganda. <laughs> okay. And so the Confederates always get mad when, when you say that, and they say, well, glory is nothing but Union propaganda, which this movie does a fantastic job of showing how shit white people were to anybody who wasn't white, regardless of what side of the war you're fighting. The first yeah. scene you get when, when, when the 54th Massachusetts is a mass and they're marching through, they don't even have their uniforms yet. They're just, they're just marching through. You get the stupid white Union soldiers like, I'd rather have a hog than a blank word because yep. at least Thank you could you. eat the hog. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they were essentially. Accurate. Yeah. Well, and yeah, but there were essentially two scenes in this movie, I think, that kind of showed any sort of uh, uh, camaraderie between the, the colored troops and, and the, the, the white troops. And that was, uh, I think it was, was it Morgan Freeman's speech when he was talking? Yeah, because he was talking about yeah, how Freeman's the speech, Union yes. soldier, like these white boys have been dying I, for I mean, you, like for however long. And then there's the... Um, the other scene, which that was a, that was a really good scene. I, I oh, that, that was that was that was great. Yeah, I really good. did enjoy that. Good that job, speech. good 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 job, God. Yeah, <laughs> well, and see, it's such a good thing we had him on our side. Um, but there's that scene, and then there's the scene where, and and this is only kind of the case, uh, where the white, you know, the all the the colored troops are marching to their death, uh, in the final battle, and oh, the well, white the white troops start scenes, cheering for them, and it's like okay, are that's fine, but like. They're cheering because, like, we don't got to do that a lot more than they are. Give them hell 54th. I'm not going in. Yeah. Give, yeah, give them hell because I'm but, not going to. But I, I love it because you get that those scenes are linked. You get the stupid, like, long-haired, blonde-headed white guy who's, like, a, just a jackass who yeah, comes up. And right. he gets in the fight with Denzel Washington because Denzel Washington, they're all digging trenches because at this point, we're not letting the black people fight. Right. Because they're brown and they can't take a bullet as good as a white man. It's the stupidest shit. Like that concept. Oh, it's just it's just that basic, just shows how racist we were as a society. It's just like it, that's, basic that's racism. Just, anyways, but you get that guy who's like, uh, you know, they're all coming them. They're all whipped. They got their asses kicked. They're all dirty. They're they're marching through. They're tired. They're worn out. And you get Denzel Washington in his cocky little last. Yeah. Movie, which by the way, fantastic performance. Denzel Washington. He was good. Comes up in his cocky. Of little, course. Cocky he was little good. Way, like let the fifty fourth get in it. We'll whip him. The stupid mentality of all like new recruits. Like I'm just let me fight and the war will be over. And then they actually get engaged in combat. Yep. You're like holy uh, shit. Oh, this is awful. People actually die. <laughs> That guy next to me, we didn't just kill all of them. They killed some of us, so, too. <laughs> so he's all like, he's all like, let let the 54th fight. We'll do it. And the white guy's like, uh, yeah, you, you don't like dig your trench, buddy, because uh, you really don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get in their little racist fight. And that's when Morgan Freeman has his best like they've been fighting for us. And, and no, no, no. His, his speech was later. 
uh, he, he did a little bit of that there. But when the speech that I was talking about was after a couple of the uh, You're right, uh, people in the camp got into a fight. And You're then, right. was, and yeah, then he separated them, and right, he's right. like, because he, because Denzel Washington's like, oh, you're just basically their puppy or whatever, and he's like, that's no, right, these people yes, are dying yes. for us, like they have been fighting this war yep. for us, like this is, you know, these are, they're still racist, but, get, as fuck. but these are the people that like we have to get behind and help. Also, but then after they, after they have their little wood fight battle that was point blank, and like three people die, yeah, and you get Thomas who finally stabs, and I love Thomas who's like shot in the shot. Stupid fucking Colonel Shaw comes up. Does it hurt? <laughs> what? What, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, no, well, he doesn't great, know because his neck didn't get hurt when he got hit with that bit of shrapnel. He's like, oh, it didn't hurt at all. I just passed uh, out and laid on the battlefield until everybody else way, died around me. And then I got promoted. This review is bouncing all over the place, but whatever. We're there. We're, we're, we're drinking. We're having at it. We're having a good time. Uh, but yeah. This isn't a review. This Thomas is people is like, talking about the movie. This is with the movie, yeah. And then Thomas is like, I'm not going back to the front lines. And Major Forbes is like drunk and going, You got your free ticket out. What the hell? You, you have to. Yeah. He's why? Like, I'm not going. Uh, that, the willingness of every single person who enlisted to die, almost wanting. Right. And expecting I, I, is, to die. Is, How? I, guess, I mean, that can't be. Most people didn't go in being like, I'm going to go die. And that's the way they made it seem in the movie. I mean, people went in with the expect, expectation yeah. that maybe I will, but I'm, I'm going to try hard not to. And they tried to paint this as like a, everybody's like, yep, going to go get I'll killed. But see, that's the thing. That's the thing. There's a, So this is a plug for somebody else who doesn't. I mean, Joe Pug is one of my favorite uh, folk writers, folk music. It's stupid. I know most people don't like folk. But he has a song where he talks about Thomas Jefferson writing a Declaration of Independence and how it caused countless lives being lost and how every good intention leads to a thousand deaths. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, free the slate. Well-intentioned, good deaths. decisions. Or bad decisions. We do at least a thousand deaths. And, he, and, and the song goes on about talking about how, like, everybody thinks they're going to be that thousand and one guy where he's not going to die. It's, it's fine. But the majority yep. of you are going to be dude number 990 who gets offed right at the end. It's yep. a great song. And that's what this is. That's the whole Civil War. Everybody's jumping into it thinking it's going to be a fun little parade. Like, eh, I won't be one of the ones that dies. But then you die because it's the fucking Civil War. They had picnickers uh, at the first battle of Bull Run. They, they did. They picnickers! Watch it. Watch that episode, by the way. We talk about it. It's great. It's a good, it's it's good one. early episodes, but it's still good. Yeah, it doesn't fine. get as not much love as it should. Cause it ah, maybe we long. should redo it because we were bad then. Yeah, maybe. Anyways, so um, so we get into the... So we've jumped all over the place, but we get we get Colonel Shaw. He's now raising his troops, and we get to the training scene. This is the best. Oh. This is the best part of the movie. Best part of the movie is this middle section where they're actually training. The beginning section with the fighting is garbage. The end section where there's a fighting is garbage. The middle section. Oh, but the CGI at the end was absolutely fantastic. We'll get to that. Really bad. Yeah, fantastically bad. But the middle section is the best because you get because you know they're trying to train and they're all like out of control because you know a lot of these guys are former slaves. A lot of them are runaway slaves. Yeah. A lot of them are you know they don't. Nobody knows how to fight. You get it's these just a, teenagers together it's, to try to fight. It's they don't just a, it's a pandemic. It's a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's a bunch of untrained, uh, mostly uneducated, eighteen, sixteen, maybe to twenty what five, twenty eight, thirty year olds, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like that whole range, and it's just a. They they get together and then they're like, oh, do this now in an organized fashion. And you get major, 
and you got drunk Major Forbes, who doesn't, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and you get Captain Char, who definitely doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and they're like, we kind of need help, so they bring in the Irish drill sergeant, best character uh, he was such in the a movie. Dick. He hates, he's a drill sergeant. He hates, it's his job to demiddle and hate everybody to get them ready for war. You know what it's not his job to do? To disable his soldiers and smacking someone in the face with the butt of a rifle. He got a pretty good shot at destroying the orbital bone. And you know what's who's not going to be able to shoot well for you? Someone with a destroyed orbital bone. So maybe get your Uh, shit together, you asshole. So let's talk about the two scenes where he's picking on Thomas. The first scene is he's picking on Thomas. Thomas falls because Thomas is not a good soldier, but they make him. Oh, awesome. who could have predicted? Hollywood crap. There's corny Hollywood crap that I hate. Like yeah. I hate, I hate Thomas's character for many, many damn reasons because he's just a stereotypical trope. He wouldn't but have. He, he wouldn't have existed out. as a as a real being. No. It, it, somebody yeah, with his background real. would have gone and just been one of the first casualties. Yep. So he falls out of line when they're marching and he's coughing. He's, you know, drill sergeant, Irish drill sergeant, get up, boy. And he's like kicking him and being all mean. Yeah. And Captain Shaw, because this is his friend, Captain Shaw sees him go, hey, hey. Aren't you being a little bit hard on these boys? Yeah, the Irish this is a good line. Like, this is a good line. This friend's, this, this boy's your friend. Well, yeah, we grew up together. Then let him grow up some more. That's a good line. Yeah. That was good. I, I, did, I did like that. I see. And then and it, so it registers. And then you get the next scene where they're, you're doing a bayonet dr- drill, and I love it. I said stab, not tickle. He gets, you know, gets yeah, Thomas yeah. over in the corner. He says, stab me. And he tries to poke him. He kicks it. Oh, come on, boy. I said stab, not tickle. I didn't kick. He stab parries. Me. He, he parries. He parries it. Yeah. He kick. He you know. He just he just swats the bayonet away. He goes stab me. He's training him. This is important. You can't like you gotta be. If you're gonna stab somebody, you gotta stab somebody. So he goes to stab him again, and he takes the rifle away from him. He hits him in the belly and hits him in the face with it. Ah, it destroys the it. orbital bone. Little, uh, yeah, ruptures his spleen. Uh, and you know and what then, Thomas and that's knows. Fine. You know what Thomas learns later, though. He learns in the stupid wood battle where nobody dies. He he learns how to stab somebody with a bayonet. Okay, Tommy. Washington's okay, life. but uh, he didn't learn that from getting hit in the gut and smacked in the face. He learned that from repetitively doing the motion. <laughs> like no, you know, he learned it from he learned it from getting hit in the belly. And he did it. He, oh, I promise. The, <laughs> I promise the, oh, that range of motion came from the, just repetitive practice. And then there's a stereotypical. I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. The stereotypical like you know runaway slave who's dumb, doesn't know how to read. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, oh golly shucks. With a stutter. Yeah, golly yeah. shucks. Who the cross-eyed guy who's also the best shot in the unit, which is funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn thing! Uh, it's, his and eyes just focus at such a perfect length for the uh, for the target distance. And they start and they start to march. And they you know, do you not know your difference from your left to your right? <laughs> They're like, no, no. sir. <laughs> and he stomps on his left foot. This is your left. This is your right. This is your front. And he goes to smack him. Up. Now you're learning, Boyle. See, that was good. Oh, to, so, all right. So like, okay, he's the best. He was the good. Irish, the Irish, the Irish general was, the was good, yeah. but he was. He drill was still sergeant, a not dick. A general, drill sergeant. He's a dick. But that's the drill sergeant. It's drill sergeant. Sorry, yes, yeah, not general. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, that's fine. Dick. But there's a difference between being a dick and uh, abusing uh, people. 
This is the military in the 1800s, Johnny. We don't have little rules about you can't hit the soldiers. I don't think we have those rules now. And if oh, we do, do well, I we, don't think well, they apply. Well, well they are yeah. they are technical rules. You're yeah. definitely not supposed to hit them, but they hit them. Uh, technically, you're not allowed to rape the women soldiers, but no one seems to give a <laughs> shit about that either. <laughs> Daily dose of politics and historic hindsight. Who is apolitical, by the way. Oh, yeah, totally apolitical. Yeah, definitely not uh, uh, leaning any direction. Uh, and speaking of the cross-eyed guy with the shooting scene, and this is where it's a weird, a weird juxtaposition, because you get you get Colonel Shaw, who's all about, like, babying Thomas. Yeah. Then you get yeah, yeah. the cross-eyed slow guy who's shooting, and it's like, boom, and he hits the... Th- he's like, yeah, he's like, woo, do it again. They give him his rifle, and he's boom. And he hits it again, like, oh, best shot in the unit. And, and Major Forbes is like, oh, I'm training these guys good. No, I do like the scene. And then, and then, and then Colonel Shaw goes up behind him, faster, faster, takes his pistol out, faster, that's boom, a, faster, that, boom, which is good training because that's a like, dis- no, that's just, a that's his PTSD coming back and being displayed within the training because he knows, okay, oh, this is what happened. Like, yeah, you can sit there, you can load your gun, and you can aim, and you can shoot it, but. This shit's crazy, and there's shots fired constantly from all different directions and everything else, and you have to go and go and go. And then they, you know, they did that, you know, kind of went, did that call back to this scene uh, in the, that first battle when they're in the woods, and they have like, to, oh, I gotta get oh, got it off just in time. Thank goodness, I'm so fast. Uh, thank goodness, uh, General Shaw shot a gun in my aim. ear. Yeah, it I made didn't... me deaf, by the way. <laughs> I uh, can't hear anything yeah, right now. Head, boom. Because uh, that's just yeah. loud. Tinnitus. <laughs> Tinnitus. <laughs> that's all he hears. Like, <laughs> which, speaking of which, because of all the reenactment I've done, I can't hear shit. No, what? Yeah. No, nothing? You know, what? Huh? Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. Uh, there are other, a couple other scenes I want to talk about uh, as, as well. There's the, uh, there's a stereotypical, I don't have my shoes scene. Because every Lots single of those, movie, yeah. you have to have. You have to have. I don't have shoes, so you get you get uh, you get uh, Denzel Washington's character who who goes AWOL to go get himself a pair of yep. shoes and some panty cakes, uh, right? Ooh, flapjacks, cornbread, oh, all shoes. the good stuff, man. Uh, literally and the only good foods him. back in the day because. And he gets yeah right yeah well because most yeah. food was he trash. Gets captured, he gets he gets brought back and they think he's escaping AWOL, so they go to flog him, which is this again. It's a great scene, but it's also like. Oh, it's two Hollywood minutes too long. Forced. It's Hollywood forced and it's a great scene. But you get him and, he, and you get him and, and they bring him back and he got the drill sergeant with his flog and he comes up to Captain Charles and we caught a deserter and everybody's like, oh, we got a deserter, even though he's not deserting. He's right, just going yeah. to get some pancakes and some shoes. And then uh, and then Major Forbes in his drunkenness is just sitting going, not like this. You can't whip, you can't whip <laughs> a freedman. You can't, I, come on. I mean, they, that, that was take, a lack of, of perspective on their part. Because that, you on, can't On Colonel that. Shaw's part. That was Well, the drill real. sergeant, he doesn't give it. No, the drill no, sergeant. No, he doesn't care. He came person with it. Person to person to person. He, he hates everybody. He's like, we're going to whip him. I'm going to do it. Because it's he's this is what you do with people who go AWOL. All right, I'm going uh, to say, I'm gonna say that he shot. was racist, though. I know you say he hates everybody. But, like, a lot of times that's just a racist way of covering up that they're racist. They're like, oh, well, well I hate everybody because, no, I hate white people too no seriously i hated this white guy last know. week he was fine we didn't see we he was we awful. didn't see we didn't we didn't see what he was like with white soldiers when we saw what he was like the colored soldiers yeah right yeah 
No, but no, no so I'm sure he's also oh, mistreated he white oh, people in the past racist. too. He's, like, he's definitely, well, he's definitely, he's he's definitely racist. I was just saying he hates everybody because he's Irish, which is also a little bit racist of me to say. But a little bit, know. yeah, yeah, a little presumptive. Whatever, who cares? It's the Irish. It's I know plenty Irish. of Irish that don't hate everybody. I know no. That's Irish. a lie. I, I don't know, know anybody. That's Irish. Johnny, you don't know any Irish. <laughs> Shut up. You don't know any Irish. I don't know, know anybody. I don't know Irish. in general. I know you three know, people on this earth. You know me and your wife and your kids. Yeah, and your but, brothers. It's like, yeah, less than 10 people. I can count them on my hand. But anyway. Probably, yeah. Anyways, so, so you get the you get the whip. And then, of course, you know, you get Denzel Rush and takes his shirt off. And he's all, like, scarred up from all of the times he's been whipped. Because uh, clearly, he is not a very obedient slave. Right. So you get the whipping scene. And, of course, you know, you get the, the stupid telltale music that comes behind. Because you got to know it's, you it's have not to, enough see, this, to know it's sad when he's getting whipped. This is the you bit that I was telling you about it. that was for the Rebels. <laughs> It's for all those dirty, yeah, okay. dirty this rebels in the South that like, no, this is a sad scene, not a celebratory scene of somebody, some white man whipping a, a former slave. Like they had it to be told that. that the, it the went on too Denzel long. Washington. Yeah, it went on too long. The tear for Denzel Washington is both a good and awful thing. Like it's good in that like I get what they were going with it, but it's also just the most stereotypical, stupid. Yeah, I didn't want him to Hollywood cry. Hollywood trope. I did. I, I wanted them to make him. I didn't want him to break to whip him. him and be like, I like, wanted him to whip him and like spit and be like, Pfft. yeah. I just wanted him to be like, f off. Like this doesn't like. Obviously, it internally, no yes, it would have. I didn't want him to to break See, that. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And then, of course, the good thing, part about the scene is Captain Shaw realizes he has no idea about what his men go through. He has no idea about any because he's this rich white dude. Has no idea about what his men has ever been been through, yeah. what they're going through now. Uh, no idea. And, and so he goes up to Morgan and to be Freeman, fair, uh, also he wouldn't have known what most of the white soldiers. The white soldiers also. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's he just he's he so he is he's the rich elite, the the you know the, this liberal elite yeah. or whatever that is, uh, so out of touch with with reality. It was a it was a rich man's war on both sides in a lot of ways. All of now, them are. All wars are. It's all like, of them are. I mean, my yeah, God. So he goes up. He goes up. He goes up to. Uh, he goes up to God. He goes up to Morgan Freeman. And says, "Hey, listen, I don't help me connect with these guys." And Morgan Freeman's like, "You just whipped a dude for wanting to get shoes. Yeah, which you're all supposed they, to supply. It's us. all they want. Like, they want. Some where's our you? Where's our blue coats and where's our shoes?" And so he goes. This is where the, this is the one of the best things. It goes to oh, yeah. freaking you know the 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 damn quartermaster goes. Where's my shoes? Well, I don't have any shoes for the white soldiers either. Which bullshit. We had plenty of supplies. Yeah. for The north, like we. That's one thing. Manufacturing was. I get the whole. It's shoe what thing the north the south did. But in the north, like we had the north. We got we got shoes. Was a manufacturing hotbed. And then Colonel Shaw knocks the tin cups off the wall. Oh, he goes nuts, man. I will, I will fucking burn this bitch to the ground unless you give my guys sh shoes and socks. And he's like, all right, fuck, come on. Yeah. Here's some shoes and socks for you. Leave I alone. like that because it, it was a guy who was in charge of all this shit and obviously had been masturbating over his power that he had. And, and, and he's like, and the first time he got challenged, nothing. the first time he got challenged was like, oh, Ah, ah, don't want that Here you go. Here's uh yeah whatever you whatever you need now this part is realistic and i do like this the when they start divvying out the shoes do you notice that they're never like who's a size nine who's a size eight there's none of that it's just no. here's the shoes figure it out dudes yeah and when it's the blue coats it's like here's a uniform here's a uniform yep. here's a uniform good luck hope it fits. it fits it fits if it doesn't it doesn't like hope good so luck. 
this this nice tailored uniform? Yeah, I'm an officer. I had to pay for this nice tailored uniform. If you were a private, here's a sack coat. Hope it fits. Yeah. If you're fat and it doesn't, find some skinny dude whose coat's too big. Trade with him. Yeah. And well, and they movie. did you show guys, like with the shoes like hucking shoes into a pile. And they did show these. people yeah. coming back with a pair of shoes, looking into a pile of pair of shoes that were presumably shoes like, oh, these don't fit. Uh, and then find Maybe the ones that ones do, will. but it was, yeah. they, so they did show people going back. It wasn't like, which I do. Yeah, oh, everybody's just perfectly good. sized. And this is magical moment. No, that's why. That's why I like it. They're just like hucking the shit out. You're like, yeah, luck. That, yep, that's good. I do. I do like. I do like yeah. that. Was a good supply drop, pal. <laughs> Here you go. Figure it out. Uh, we talked about rampant racism. I don't know. Uh, the um, of course we talked about the, the entire scene. movie is rampant racism. Also, I put that the, it was a sports movie. About a team that waits to play or wants to play in to this league, but no one lets them because they're like, I don't know, like they think they're it's too poor or whatever. Titans. Yeah. It's kind of and then, uh, yeah. And then, like, when they got their new supplies, it was like when that sports team, like some rich dude came in and bought them all uniforms, we're like, oh, we're legit now. We can do this. And then goes and enters the, the, uh, the uh, tournament. It's basically two a things about movie. the. No- it's basically a sports movie. The two things about the northern racism I want to touch on that we haven't touched on yet. The money scene with the the U.S. government says you're supposed to get $13 uh, right, a month. Right, yeah. But they have determined that you're only worth $10 a month because you're colored. And then Denzel Washington's like, tear it up! Tear yeah, it up! Yeah, what? Like, I get that. Great, you just tore it. But $10 is a lot of money. Yeah. You just tore a ball. Now you're fighting for free. That looks I mean, so and that, and that, yeah, that's what I don't, because like, I mean, imagine that news getting back like, hey, uh, headquarters, you tried to pay this entire uh, unit uh, $10 and uh, they rejected it. They'd be like, oh, wait, uh, what do you mean? They want more? It'd be like, no, they're just not taking they're just, they're pay. They're not taking the pay. Are, so they are they not gonna are they not gonna fight? Are they not gonna march? No, no they're, they're still, yeah, they're still, still doing marching that. fighting. They're just, just, they're for just, free they're now. Just, they just tore it up. Oh, well, so like, like slave. For yeah. And so then they just start marking on their books like, oh, yeah, this is written off. This is written off. Huh. How about that? Self-imposed slavery. Check. Like, my goodness. I, I mean, I, at, not the at, at least the protest, at least not Bueller tore his up, too, because that's I mean, that was but, but I think saw, they had to do that because saw, that was when they, he got the respect in the if you men will troops. accept like, no pay, I will accept no pay. Yeah, he's, he I'm up, one of you. you and. See, that was the first time they're like, oh, Major. all right, what's up, bud? Yeah, I see you. You see Ma- you see Major Forbes who's in the background going, do I have to do this too? Or can I, can I go ahead and say, accept it? Because uh, I, I need that. I got a family back home. I uh, need to take care of them. Yeah. They could use this yeah. uh, $10 or whatever, $15, whatever they're getting. Uh, they need <laughs> yeah. it. They need it. Then the uh, the other big scene I want to talk about that we have to we have to touch base again. This is not northern propaganda because this shows how bad the North was too. You have the uh, you have the uh, you have the full colonel uh, who's uh, who's 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 got the contraband soldiers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He brings the twenty oh, fourth. Yeah. I can't remember his name. He's an asshole. Uh, who cares? God, is, is, fuck that, is that is was that Busey? That wasn't Busey, was it? I don't think like so. Busey. No, I think it was. I don't Busey. think it was Busey. But I, it kind I'm of Busey. pretty sure it was just a Gary. It's Busey a guy who looked like. It's a, a guy who looks like Gary Busey, but he's not. I'm going to call him Busey, but I don't think it was actually Busey. They're foraging supplies, and they're like, all right, destroy this whole city, burn it to the ground. And yeah. Colonel Shaw's like, that's an, that's an improper I, order. I'm well, he says, I will, not, I will not tell my 
soldiers to do that. Like, I'm not. No, if you don't, I'm going to bring you up on court martial charges and then take your soldiers and force them to do it anyways. He's like, oh, well, in that case, burn the village. And then you get the contraband soldiers like, I ain't shot my gun yet, Massa. Can I shoot my gun? And they're like, yeah, go ahead. Shoot that fucking, you know, white lady statue on top of the house for yeah. reasons yeah and just they do whatever and then the owner of the house comes out and's like what the hell are you doing shooting my house and then you got the you got the colored soldiers like grabbing her and she's all like get the fuck off me and then you know the he white woman comes the black yeah because he didn't he let go of her yeah yeah and he goes that was not have been necessary had that white woman known her place I, I don't think you needed to shoot anybody. I know. I, I just, I just love the complete because it, it demonstrates that that character, that scene demonstrated he, very, very well the place that most men, white men, found themselves in. They were caretakers and controllers over a lesser species, and that lesser species was women and anybody with a different color skin tone. And they had to they 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 had this duty to uh, tame these animals and to uh, educate these ignorant ignorant women and you know but not too much <laughs> like don't let them vote don't don't educate them too much enough to like be able to take care of them but like it, it's it it was such a, uh, a demonstration of what the white mentality is and what turned into then. Uh, eventually become white supremacy, which w- I mean it was then too, but it became known as white supremacy later, where they're just like, oh yeah, we'll we'll acknowledge that, yeah, we think we're legit and better than everybody, and we're now we're gonna just go ahead and say it. It's weird that the KKK developed right after the Civil War. Shocking. I wonder who. I wonder where they came from. <laughs> it wasn't the North. I'm pretty sure we had a president who said that's illegal. You can't do that. And then you know he's now known as the worst president in the United States. So weird wait trump was alive back then (laughs) damn it johnny apolitical okay so then then the the last little bit of the racist whole scene is you get the uh you get them going up into uh i want to fight which is the stupidest like i want the job of digging the trenches for the entire war yeah give me the ordinance sergeant you know well but the ordinance department give me the staff officer like give me but this plays to the ignorance of what people thought they were getting into which was the entirety of the volunteers of the civil war at the beginning where they i don't know why i don't know but this was towards the end right because shaw is like yeah well middle war middle war i don't know why shaw's all about i don't know why shaw's all about wanting to go back to fight like you went through antietam you know what it's like why do you want to go back well see i dig your trench see i feel like at this point this is him taking upon that general role of saying okay i don't want it but my the men that I'm leading that I have sworn to lead and I promise all these things to, and Oh, I, I have a black friend. So I'm sympathetic to every black person ever because that's, I mean, that's how white people work. Uh, (laughs) and so, and so, but he's like, okay, well I have to do the general thing of let my men fight. Like he didn't, he wanted because basically they were being used as slaves and these were supposed to be freed men fighting for the North army of freed men and but instead of fighting we're just gonna give them turn the, them into the slaves of, you know of slave work digging trenches and it's slavery work yeah it and is. that's it what is. they did was. they used them as slaves at the start yeah yeah at and the, then at the very start yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what it, that's what they were doing and so he he was saying well no we have to be more than that we can't you know relegate these Which men back me, into slavery 
So he's he's fighting, but before we get to the whole like Colonel scene, I got my favorite favorite scene is you get Major Forbes and you get Colonel Shaw, and this is the this is the juxtaposition the whole time. Yeah, you get Major Forbes who's like, we're never going to be anything more than a political piece, and you get Colonel Shaw is like, no, we're going to be a fighting force, and he's like, no, we're going to be a political like, piece. And this you get is this what we're big fight scene yeah. between the two of them. Who's uh, <laughs> is this when he asked him to come down like, off the horse? Yeah, he goes. He goes. Get down off your horse and talk to me like a fucking man. You yeah, jackass. we're <laughs> friends. We're all. I know you. We grew up together. I know where you came from. You little pansy. Get off of the damn horse. And they get yeah, to face to face and they're fighting. He's like, what? What? You're hard on these men. So they go, left, right, left, right, middle, pinky on your seam of your trousers. All these men are going to be used for is marching, and that's all they're good for. And he's like, if you don't like what we're doing, maybe I shouldn't be a part of it. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't given an option. You forced him to be a part of it at the beginning of the damn movie. <laughs> like, what do you and mean? All, Nobody the, wants to be a part of it. And the slave, you know, the the whipping scene with 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 Denzel Washington. He's walking away. He's like, "Don't walk away from me. Turn around. Stand at attention." And he's like, "Fine, fuck. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. I don't want to be a part." I don't wanna. No, thank you. I didn't, and nobody asked. You told me you were, you, as a newly elected or promoted or whatever general, you assigned me to a position that I had no control over. F you, pal. And then, and then, but they come to, they come to terms and he's like, Major Forbes is like, all right, let these guys fight. I'll, I'll help them fight. So he goes with Colonel Shaw up to the, uh, up to the full Colonel and the, uh, and the general of the, of the area and yeah. the jackass racist. And they're like, they sit down, they get all cocky and they're sitting down. They're like, oh, yeah. I know you guys have been embezzling, so here's the deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, y'all. You let my guys is. fight. You let my guys fight, or I go to the papers. I go to the papers. Papers about how you've been. The papers about how you've been. Yeah, by having yad. How you been embezzling all this cotton and sending it up north, taking the proceeds. And the guy's like, "Oh shit, I have been embezzling." <laughs> Which is also accurate. This shit happened all over the place. And he's like, all right. The, the only thing that wanna... wasn't believable that was that any superiors would have given a shit. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, they, I, I feel like most people would have heard about him and like, oh, well, you know what? That's part of the cost of war. Part of the cost of war. What are you going to do? Like, all right, well. It's, and, and then he's like, he's got him over the coals. Like, you can ask for anything. And you're like, we just want to fight. And you're like, that, that's. Really? You sure? That's what you're asking for? You wanna? All right. You wanna go die? All right, you can go die. Well, when can we go die? <laughs> as soon as I can write the order. <laughs> Which is uh, quick, presumably. Presumably, it was pretty quick. It was like days, and they were out in the fight, you know, in the fifty yard, in, engaged in the woods where nobody's dying fight. Yeah, that was it. Was very that, reminiscent of the Mortal Kombat scene be, uh, from the first movie between Sub Zero and Scorpion, where they got the rows of trees. Yeah, uh, it was a little reminiscent. Yeah, of that. made every bit of sense, or, as much sense of it. It was too. It was definitely. It was. It was almost as reminiscent as it, it's like a carbon copy. I swear the the last samurai movie must have watched this movie and been like, we're gonna do the same thing. Yeah, but with samurai because they do the same thing with samurais. Yeah. Although there they all get cut down by the guys on the horseback after they do the volley and then, you know, like, don't reload in time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, in, in glory, we sit at each other. For, and, and just keep, and, and just, yeah, just reload. Like nobody, nobody. 
Like it was except the one guy. 15, 15 to 20 casualties with I don't know uh 1500 shots fired at least. Yeah. And then you get the final, like the final battle scene, where you get this inspirational speech about how important it was taking, you know, Fort Moultrie, which, by the way, not important at all. Yeah, it turned out Did to not, not be because they didn't take matter. it. Uh, and, and then, well, we did, they, the Confederates, yeah, the Confederates eventually abandoned it because you know we did what we should have done to begin with, which is just blockade it and shoot it until they decide. Yeah. All right. Enough of that. And, like, you do know. you mean that's a better idea than just literally charging hundreds of troops straight up the gut towards the cannon fire? A sixty yard, like a sixty yard wide, like you at a time, and that's it. Like we'll just go ahead, good luck, guys, and just run. Who wants to volunteer for? Who wants to volunteer for this? And yeah, Major Shaw is like, well, I'll do it. Yeah, all the white soldiers are like, we respect you, but in reality, and see, like, and this is why uh, Shaw is really just a closet racist. He was willing to sacrifice himself in order to also kill all of those black freed slaves. <laughs> just a racist yeah. with a very high commitment to the uh, to the idea to the to the goal. Yeah, yeah, it could be, it could be. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the, you get, the movie does a horrible job of of, of actually rep- like you, you get the sense that they all die at the end. No, of the see, movie. I was going to ask you like, because my dies. impression was it was a one hundred percent casualty for that unit. Hundred yeah, percent. You get you get Colonel Shaw, which, by the way, Colonel Shaw dies way like he dies like cresting the 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 he's like i'm cresting it yeah. with everybody else and he gets shot and he dies and then of course you get major forbes who's like we gotta rally these troops and fight on in reality like major forbes like died at the bottom of the hill before he was even anywhere near cresting it uh, well, like not I major mean, forbes, you uh, make... colonel shaw was hit early uh yeah you make a movie there's... with that as a plot line tom you see how well it does i know I, but and then of course you get the it ends with major forbes leading the charge and you think everybody's gonna win there's a successful music everybody's like yeah and they round the corner and they just get obliterated by like the second well, line of I, I love that and artillery and I love that scene. It was like it was almost like an eighties uh freeze frame at the end of Blossom where uh they they rounded up, they're like, Yeah and then it cut to the other side where it's just Confederates aiming a cannon and like seven guns at them and it's like and everybody dies. Hundred percent of them, right? Which is what, which you, which, which is what leads you to. Now there is that, that stupid, like, re, you know, scrolling reading, like they oh, I didn't read that. Men and blah 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 blah. But nobody read reads that. that because you know, like it's a movie. Well, no, that. what did that say? So it said like how many? What were the actual casualties? Like three hundred. It was three hundred and some odd. Like they lost, uh, like total between the wood battle. They the, showed the, every single. Up to this, they and, showed every single yeah. death then. And then all because the bodies, there were like, so many men, the, so many stuntmen, yeah. just doing gigantic leaping somersaults after a cannon fire in that last yeah, battle scene. Just the most ridiculous. From, from and it 10 also, to 15 it also feet makes away. You, it also makes you believe that like they were the only ones fighting in that battle, the 54th Massachusetts, not the fucking other eight regiments that were behind them. That well, but they kind of didn't, though, right? Because they just let the Confederate No, they win. were there. No, were they? they, they I don't fighting. know. They didn't win, so sounds like no, they, they kind of sucked. And, and this was a hundred percent the fifty fourth regiment's the, uh, eternal sacrifice that they made. And you get because all the of them scene. died. 
they, the movie missed the mark here because you get the flag scene where they're like, if this flag bearer dies, who's going to be the man that stands up and takes it? And then you got stupid, dumbass Thomas who's like, I'll do it. I, uh, Thomas, quit volunteering for shit. You're not capable. Like, and he, what actually happens is you get Denzel Washington who tries to pick up the flag and gets around right to the fucking chest, which is perfect because that's pretty much what you do as a flag bearer. Why did so many people care about the flag? It's honor. It's so stupid. But the, the first I mean, honor is great, but F it if it's honor or death, which I guess kind of goes against to honor. Yeah. But they don't show this in the movie, and they should have. They should have had this character in there. The first African American soldier, to actually, I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. To actually get the Medal of Honor. Doesn't it matter? Date. Doesn't the first African American male to get a, a Medal of Honor matter, Tommy? I talked about it in Fort Moultrie. I don't have it in those in front of me. I'm sorry. Don't worry. Plus, I, I know he it. Wasn't, I know he it. wasn't actually the. Off he the wasn't the actual head. one to first actually receive it. He got it like in the 1890s or some shit like that. Like years after they get it and it was dumb i it was it was william hart uh harvey carney of course yeah and he got it for retrieving the flag and then bringing it back to the union lines that character should have been in the 54th message he should have been a part of this movie the whole time you could have made thomas's character him getting the flag and bringing it back but no you don't do that you just show denzel washington taking him around to the chest and dying and like flags on the ground that's it well guys well that's how you know they lost yeah, but yeah, instead of bringing the flag back. so that Because that, that war is really just weird. a game of capture the flag at this point, apparently. Because the yeah, flag is the most important that's, bit. So that's that's all you got at that scene. And the CGI at the last scene was Ugh. just... God, Rough. 80s. Rough. 80s. They need to... They need to redo this movie. The movie was great. Like, there's a lot of aspects that were great. I just wish they had modern technology back in the 80s when this was made so that it could be a little bit more gory it could be a little bit more realistic as far as the combat scenes are concerned yeah. use a little bit less reenactors and more like you know cgi it's just cgi they can CGI, they can cgi mirror everything like is they they don't mirror, need it. mirror this would be together. a good one to redo i think uh your casting crew is going to be way less uh way too expensive yeah, awesome without with it here with yeah. I, you can't how how are you going to beat it you could probably get Matthew Bro- you could probably still get matthew broderick i don't think he's too expensive i think days, he's too old he's also 80s he's also 80 yeah, yeah he's i think he's old. too old i think but i mean you could cast it I, i'm sure but the the talent that you had in this movie was yeah, you're just not gonna get level. denzel washington morgan freeman matthew broderick I, all that, together again uh, and Prince, or at and least princess that equivalent bride. of a cast yeah. together yeah, and princess bride at least that equivalent of a cast because princess bride like we don't know his name now but like in the 80s like that guy like, uh, i've never bride, known anybody uh, men in tights you know yeah right yeah this. all his men yeah, in tights bit was great yeah he i more recently uh for any psych fans out there uh, he played an art thief is in psych? psych. Yeah, he played an art thief. Well, uh, hey, I can't hey. remember the name of him right see. off the top of my head. Well, it doesn't matter. Good to see uh, that he still has. But Psych is, uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, Psych is an awesome, uh, if you like 80s anything or 90s anything, like it's it's basically just a bunch of nostalgia references and funny crime solving. So if you haven't seen it, which watch it. Probably, which this probably podcast is uh, sponsored by Psych. Uh, ghost psych. Uh, it's not. It is not. It's but not, okay. No. If you, if psych wants to give us a couple of pennies, <laughs> they I don't. Not they're not shooting anymore. They're yeah, they're yeah, long yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, they're not gonna give us any money. They're not gonna give us any money. ABC Nobody's gonna whatever, give us any money, Tommy. Any money. You kidding me? That's hey, anybody sad. who's been listening uh, to this long, go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review, so that maybe one day, uh, YouTube will give us money if we can uh, break some barriers. Uh, 
Yeah, maybe. We'll we'll see. That's that's glory in a nutshell, or at least our impressions of it. It's a good movie. It's worth watch. Although if you if you really want if you really want a more uh, accurate, better like I like Lori. It's probably my second favorite Civil War ish era movie. Uh, uh, but my first um, more modern movie is with the with the Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. Ah, the governor, He's got this the, uh, the oh. upcoming governor of Texas, Matthew McConaughey. Is he the upcoming governor of Texas? He's, he's running. I hope so. Is he, 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 is he running? He, he said he's running oh, and he's, God, he's hope, leading. He he's got like a 45-35 whatever split right now. Oh, I hope he wins. I hope he all wins. Right, all right, all right, all right. right. I'm going to move to Texas just so he wins. There's the, uh, oh, shit, what's the name of the, 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 the Free State of Jones. That ah. movie, since it was filmed recently, does a way better depiction of what Civil War combat was actually like and also shows um, – you know, some of the forced because you, you, these dirty rebels want you to believe that everybody in the South is like, "Hey, Confederacy!" But like, mm-mm. no, like there's most of your soldiers. A lot of your soldiers were actually forced; they didn't have a choice. Yeah, a lot of it was very. It was good. very World War II Nazi German soldier ish, where it's like, "I'm just following watch, orders." Watch, watch Glory if you wanna. You want the '80s nostalgia of the of the Pegasus horse running at the beginning. The pa pa pa. You don't watch want that, that if you want that. But if you want something that's actually a really phenomenally good movie today, that's actually you know gory and good, Free State of Jones. That's it for this week in historic hindsight. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and join us next week when we talk about the French.